one July. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I am actually joined by Lori Alexander of the Global Watchman News. Lori, how are you? I'm awesome today. How are you? I am fired up as always, uh, and I'll try to keep it room temperature or at least lukewarm for what we're going over here. We're going to be talking about techno sorcery uh, as people as people are becoming aware of the social contagion aspect with the coronavirus, uh, the authoritarian moves of government, things like this, the war drums that are beating in the background. I thought it would be important or imperative for us to look at some of the psycho-spiritual, the psycho-emotional, some of the other peripheral things that we see taking place. Um, <laughs> everybody's already understanding that somehow Bill Gates became the, I guess, the, the, the new nominee after, Bill, after uh, Bernie Sanders dropped out. They needed another white dude with glasses saying creepy things up there. So they got Bill Gates up there uh, basically trying to contest with, with, with Donald Trump. We'll talk about all that stuff later. Uh, but as people are discovering the, tar- the tyrant known as Bill Gates, a strange article popped up this week, this morning. Uh, that kind of encapsulates everything I think people need to really be looking out for. I'll read the title here and then we'll go a little bit into it. It says Microsoft partners with performance artist Marina Abravomich, who is actually a new age witch who engages in spirit cooking and Satanism. Now, longtime listeners of both my show, your show, our show, our network show, uh, and just longtime researchers understand that Marina Abravomich is basically our generation's Aleister Crowley. There's an infamous picture of her dancing with Jay-Z, uh, Lady Gaga, and all kinds of other people are over there digging into cakes that are shaped like human bodies. I'll play a clip for you guys here shortly of her conducting a spirit cooking ritual. But that's right. Microsoft is, 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 is partnering with witches to produce uh, technology. Now, one of the top or one of the concepts that me and Lori talk about and that we really like to spam to people is techno sorcery. And I'm sure people are wondering, well, what the hell is that? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's technology literally casting a spell on you. Uh, Lori, do you want to, do you want to take a little bit of this uh, or, or should I keep going? You can keep going. I think we're both on the same page when it comes to what techno sorcery is and how we feel about it and, and you know, the direction that we go. So you go ahead. Okay. Now, as crazy as this already sounds, I need people to understand that this is this is something we've already experienced, unfortunately. Uh, technology taking us over. As you guys are already aware, we have Elon Musk unleashing his Neuralink, right? His brain-to-machine interface. I have another clip I'll play for you guys here shortly as well, uh, where they're saying it's going to be available in the next six months. But let's stay stuck on this one. Let's stay stuck on Microsoft teaming up with Marina Abramovich to basically promote spirit cooking. Why are we talking about technocracy, spirit cooking, Microsoft, and more? Bill Gates is trying to basically get you into his world. There is a symbology that I'm still trying to work on explaining with people about how Bill Gates is selling windows. Gates and windows are just portals. And for some strange reason, I can't figure out the next part of that sentence. Bill Gates is trying to sell you a window into what? Then lo and behold, Marina Abramovich appears upon the screen. Uh, let me read a little bit of this article and then we'll continue on. Uh, we put the, they, they put this up 
today, April 13th. It's by Jeffrey Gratter over there at now, now the end begins. And it says, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and fast forward so you can skip all the, uh, the rhetoric dish. It's actually very good rhetoric, but, um, I'm just going to talk to you about how this performance artist, Marina Abramovich, has broken ground in the new mixed reality. It says, Marina Abramovich is likely the most acclaimed performance artist living today, known for risky performances that push the limits of human endurance. It's difficult to overstate her importance within the art world and pop culture at large. It has another clip up here uh, that I'll play for you guys here shortly. It says from the 1970s through to the present, she has created dozens of incredibly impactful works that explore the themes of courage, ego, endurance, and spirituality. In 2010, her iconic work, the artist is present was the biggest exhibition at New York city's M O M a ever in the piece. She sat still for eight hours every day for nearly three months, sustaining eye contact with whoever sat across her absorbing the spirits. I'm sure quote any medium, visual, oral, even material is really just a conduit for the energy of the artist to reach the understanding of the audience. In mixed reality, we've reached the first medium of capable of presenting a recorded performance as an event happening now, says Todd. Quote, this, the artist is forever, in this case, which changes the very nature of what the conduit means. But for the audience with the life, it's my hope that they never think about such things. Instead, I want them to walk away with feelings like they were just in the room with Marina. What I'm trying to set forth before you guys, before I play this clip for you, is how we know we're aware of technology, we're aware of mind control, MKUltra, Satanism, spirit cooking, satanic ritual abuse, uh, 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 split multiple personalities, things like this, demonic possession and more. What would happen if if the devil, if Satanists, if people who were practicing this type of dark magic came into contact with technology, how would they imbue that dark occultic power into the technology so they can still cast those spells? So we come full circle. Tech, techno sorcery is this, using technology to cast a spell. But what happens whenever you have people who practice this dark occulting, this dark occultic work and then they imbue that into technology. Let's play this clip, and then we'll continue on. And this is a, a little tweet. You guys can find this on the article. It's by Jocelyn Raquel. And uh, apparently, on, on Good Friday, this was put out. So I'll, I'll play this, and then uh, we'll continue. Without a mixed reality artwork. Okay. It's because I want to make it work that it doesn't want to. I believe that art of the future is art without objects. This is just pure transmission of energy between the viewer and artist. To me, mixed reality sounds. This was a unique opportunity to take the most legendary artist work now and capture them in such a way that they are translatable. If you're a collector, you're trying to find works that break new ground, you exert. Okay. Perfect. 
Hey, Lori, if I if I send this to you, you think it'll play for you? Sure, glad. Send it over in our private chat. There was always question what you buy when you buy the okay. You buy the Vita or you buy the additional copyrights. Here, you actually can have the artist's presence in your collection. The first thing that we had to figure out was you had to feel that you were in the room with Marina, not a document of okay. Marina. So HoloLens 2 was created. Give us uh, one second, audience. We are trying to make sure that you guys see this because I really want to make that point and hit it home. I want people to understand uh, who has access to this technology. It's always the type of question of who came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, who's programming the robots? Who's putting in the technology, the data, the information so that we can play their landscapes? So while they're presenting this information to us, we just have to bear, we, have, we just have to be cautious of what we're taking. Uh, I'll say this, and then oh, this is while Laura gets the clip together for you guys. We're aware of the symbology with the iPhone uh, being the apple that was bitten from the Garden of Eden. From the Garden of Eden, right? Uh, what's the symbolism behind the window? What is that a window or a opening into? And so, as we put together this information uh, and try to look at it through this lens, what are we being offered? You see. And so after Lori gets that together for you guys, uh, I'll kind of blast through a few things and then we'll touch base back on this. Give me just a second. I'm trying to pull on my broadband. I'm getting him off the computer upstairs. You are fine. And I, for, just uh, just while I have everybody else here too, this isn't, this isn't a, a spur of the moment thing. You see. When you have when the reason I'm trying to combine technology and this occultic spiritual aspect to it is you have to look at the death cult that's in, that's that's gripped the world right now and how it's trying to disguise itself as loving and oh we care about humanity but we have to protect the earth oh we 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 care about the individual we care about this and that but it's all a sham you have to understand the spirit that's being poured out right now. You could call it the coronavirus. You could call it the authoritarian infection that's taking over the entire world. But you've got to look at the spirit that's being put out there right now. Uh, so, Lori, are, are we ready to go? We are. All right, let's hit it. I believe that art of the future is art without objects. This is just pure transmission of energy between the viewer and artist. To me, mixed reality is this answer. This was a unique opportunity to take the most legendary artists working now and capture them in such a way that they are translatable forever. If you're a collector, you're trying to find works that break new ground. We here at Christie's believe that this is that. And it will be the first time that a mixed reality artwork is sold at auction. There was always a question what you buy when you buy performance. You buy the video or you buy the additional photographs. Here, you actually can have the artist's presence in your collection. The first thing that we had to figure out was you had to feel that you were in the room with Marina, not a document of Marina. 
HoloLens 2 was created by people who quite clearly have an interest in the audience forgetting that they are using technology. So the purest expression of artistic intent can happen. I really want viewers to be with me in the space in here and now. The life is dealing with what is going to stay after I'm not there anymore. And I can face myself. And that's a frightening experience. Really like you face your own ghost. There's always this great idea of immortality. Once you die, the work will never die because the work of art can continue. In performance, the piece is only in the memory of the audience and nowhere else. Here, I am kept forever. Oh, well, thank you, Marina. And also thank you, Gloria, for playing that great clip. But uh, this is something I want people to think about. Trapped in there forever. Not, not, not a document of Marina, but living with her. I'm wondering how many people, and I want you to, I, I'm curious about your thoughts on that as well, Lori. But I'm wondering how many people watched that and thought of the image of the beast. Of us being in an eternal virtual reality with, an, with the image of the beast. What are your thoughts on that, Lori? First off, my feelings about Abrima, uh, Abramovich is, <laughs> is one of just pure disdain and disgust. Yes. And as she said that, she was terminated from the, the, the group. And with that, I was kicked out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, dear God. Anyways. Um, yeah, Abramovich, I, I have just pure disdain and disgust for her. Um, you know, the images of her as being a quote unquote performing artist are couldn't be any anything further from the truth. The only people that would think that she is a performance artist would be the vile people that would think that, um, you know, the other abominations that are abounding in this world today are acceptable. Um, but this whole thing with her melting with Microsoft is so, I don't want to say typical, but it's not surprising to me at all. Because with with Bill Gates being so involved in this whole uh, virus thing that's going on right now. I believe we are experiencing, and this is, I don't know if this is just my opinion or if it's everything that I've been, been taking in over these last few several weeks, but it feels like one big giant ritual to me. It feels like, yes. um, yeah, it, it feels like um, that this whole Microsoft is, is you know, Bill Gates with the virus. Bill Gates, you know, made the, the Windows operating system essentially open another dimension. And now with the release of 5G and the quantum computers that we know, these dark rituals take on a whole different level of darkness, I think. So them, them melding together and those hooking up and, and creating this video and her being the one that's promoting it, um, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, yes to everything you're saying. Uh, I, I had talked about this basically two weeks 
ago and then last week as well. Uh, basically about the Schumann resonance, magnetic ley lines around the planet, 5G, uh, things of this nature, grounding, you know, a- accessing the Earth's frequency, tuning into the Earth, things of this nature. It's a very real thing. But when we're talking about Bill Gates, when we're talking about this live exercise, uh, when we're talking about the scientific dictatorship and the technocracy, these people literally figuring out how to hijack human frequency and manipulate it for their own purposes, that's what we're trying to break down. Marina Abramovich teaming up with 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 Microsoft. That's the introduction into into having this broader discussion. Obviously, they want to be able to reprogram you. That's what the the Google glasses are for. That's where that's why they're trying to build this whole matrix already because they want to be able to insert you in there. But you've got to think about the landscapes that they're that that, that that's there first. Before we get into all of that, uh, because because I do want to play that clip for people. Uh, of, of Marina Abramovich over there, spirit cooking, like Lori was talking about, you've got to understand there is a, fr- a fear frequency purposely being put out there by these technocrats. They are using technology to monitor our, our, our communications. You can look at it with the earn it, the earn it act, something they passed during all this craziness. Uh, you can look at the, the, the satellites and things that they're trying to put up because of the f- space force, Elon Musk, all this other nonsense. They're trying to monitor our reactions in live time. And whenever we're talking about the Schumann resonance, 5G, uh, EL, even even ELF towers and Gwent towers and things of this nature, we're able to put out some type of resonance and some type of frequency. There was a global mass meditation that took place uh, back, I think, on April 4th and 5th. And there was a spike on the on, on the Schumann scale then. It's a recognizable thing. They were, tr- were, were There are people trying to actually put out good vibes there. But what you've got to recognize, and this is where Bill Gates comes in, this is where even Anthony Fauci, these technocrats, Elon Musk, uh, and so forth all come in. They are representative of that technocratic assimilating force that's out there trying to eat up as much of humanity as they can. And when they come out with scare tactics like this, it's designed to have us give over the f- give over our freedoms and give them the fear that they need to become bigger. Uh, so I know that was a huge rant and ramble, but yes, everything you're saying is correct, Lori. Yeah, it's it's uh, you're right. This this is one big mind f. I mean, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, um, yeah. Hmm. To put it to put it politely, <laughs> yes, because we're always politically correct over here. Oh right. Oh, right. But uh, if you could pull back up that article of or pull, pull back up that video of Marina over there doing her spirit cooking. You ready to play it? Yes. Let's get it up. Uh, and people have to understand this stuff is out there. And so while Lori's playing that clip for you guys, something I want to I want to talk to you guys about. Is something we've been talking about on our show, the evolution of warfare. It's no longer bang bang shoot 'em up, you're dead. It's no longer, uh, you know, it's it's no longer this side versus this side. The evolution of warfare is just as it sounds. It's now psychological. It's emotional. It's spiritual. It's financial. It's a lot of different things. But because people don't take the time to look at the tools that are at their disposal. You could even call it putting on the full armor of God. People don't know how to how, how, what kind of fight they're engaged in. And so when we break down uh, the, the, the psychological aspect, right, the biological coronavirus, COVID-19, 
we need to look at the spiritual aspect. And that's what this is. Technology is being used to overwrite the human spirit. We are being programmed for obedience and control. Uh, Lori, if you could play that video. And then I'll, uh, I'll get into this article that I think is kind of interesting. And I want to get your, your take on it. And for audio listeners, I'll describe it for you. We are uh, we're, we're seeing the very same lady. Marina Abravamich saying mix fresh breast milk with with unknown fluids, with nasty fluids, degeneracy. Isn't that blood, Lori? Sure looks like it. Now, the next time it has a full shot, can you can you pause so we can read it to the audience? The next time there's a full shot. Right there. With a sharp knife cut deeply into the middle finger of your left hand and eat the pain. So we're only a, we're almost only two minutes into this this clip. And it's already saying, hey, hurt yourself and then begin to lo- love the pain. Hurt yourself and begin to love the pain. Now, before we continue on with this clip here, I want to bring to you guys' attention because we were talking about coronavirus briefly. There's been over 1,440 different trade shows and exhibitions and other uh, events that have been canceled due to the coronavirus. I forget which, uh, which global, which globalist institution meeting got canceled. I don't know if it was the Bilderbergs or which, which one it was the world economic forum or something like that. Something, something regarding business got closed uh, because of the coronavirus you have UltraFest being closed because of the, the coronavirus, South by Southwest being closed, uh, the Olympics, all kinds of other different events being, being closed. But the event I want to bring to your guys' attention that, is, that, that, that kind of pertains to the same thing that we're talking about right here is Burning Man. Now, this is something that I've kind of been trying to figure out how to formulate and speak to the audience about. <laughs> and it's going to sound crazy when we talk about it, but... I mean, I guess that should be nothing new for you guys. Burning Man was also canceled due to the coronavirus. Now, when we look at Burning Man, I think what people have to understand is we're not really looking at like a typical rave. We're not looking at like a festival. We're not looking at like a show. You know, we're not looking at something where excision or Datsik or or, uh, Daft Punk or Stevie Aoki or any of these type of people go to. 
with Burning Man, what we're seeing basically is a we're we're we're, we're seeing the Silicon Valley elites take their take off a. Uh, Take off their nice sweaters, take off their their cute glasses, you know, take off their nice tight pants, and we're seeing them don on the characters that they would prefer, becoming the people that they would actually be. They're burning their previous incarnation and becoming the person they want to be. You could ask anybody that's achieved burning that, that's gone to a burning man, that's 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 seen the events compared it to other other raves. It's in a different race. It's in a different caliber of its own. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a festival where you get to sit there and have fun. Like you, I mean, you have fun, but it's a different type of vibe. Do you want to speak on that a little bit, Lori? Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it has a whole different uh, vibe to it. It's, it's not like any other ritual or other than a festival, I should say, let's keep it at that for right now. Uh, any other festival that we see, um, these people actually go into this desert and they build a city. They actually build a thriving um, metropolis for a short period of time. Um, we're talking straight logistics of this. And it is legal. That Let me just say that, that this is a legal festival. It has its own rules. It has its own judge. It has, it has its own set of, of codes when you go there. Um Essentially, Burning Man is a fire, a huge fire ritual, and it's very occultic yes. in nature. And with the use of mind-altering drugs, because everything there, I mean, you anything you want to get, mushrooms, LSD, uh, MDMA, I mean, anything you want to get, you can get it there, and nobody is going to say anything to you. I mean, literally, they will advertise, you know, MDMA over here, and, you know, come over here for this. And we know that mind-altering drugs are the doorway or the gateways into yes. other dimensions or, or to, to allow these demonic spirits to come into it. Another thing is I find that the location of Burning Man to be very interesting also because we know about the whole ritual with Jack Parsons and, and yes. um, you know, how he and uh, L. Ron Hubbard and... Um, What's his name? Crowley um, did their whole ritual in the desert and how they opened up the, the gateways there. So I find it all very interesting. The, the entire feel of this ritual. It's. I, it's um, well, and whenever and whenever you talk about uh, just the creation of JPL, NASA, the occultic origins of NASA, you know, the Third mm -hmm. Reich. Project Paperclip and stuff like that, you, you, you're you going to run into black magic, occultism, and all kinds of other strange CIA operations, no doubt. Uh, but again, think about this. Where are they going? They're going out there in the desert. But when it talks about the desert in the Bible, there are seducing spirits out there in that desert. Like Jesus. Exactly. They're, they're actually mocking Christ when he went to the desert and he had that interaction with the devil. Because you, you, he went out there, he he basically, I don't, I don't want to say he 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 starved, but he kind of fasted. And that's whenever the devil appeared to him and began to seduce him. Is that about right? Yes, it is. Absolutely. And, and so then think about that, because I mean, I'm out here in New Mexico. It's a, it's a desert of its own. Mm -hmm. I don't want to compare it. But think about that. Fasting, going out to the desert, seeing spirits. 
But in a time like that, in biblical time frame, where they're actually used to that, they're aware of spirits, they have like a whole protocol, it's, it's, a, it's a part of the culture, the lifestyle, they're aware of that. In today's modern society, and I'm glad you said this before, in today's modern society, people go out to this makeshift smart city to go find mind-altering drugs. They go out there to go seek these seducing spirits. How does this, and, and, and sounds silly, but just just because of us gradually talking about what's going on at Burning Man, we've talked about techno sorcery. We've talked about how the technocrats of Silicon Valley have chosen to build their own breakaway civilization somewhat out there in the desert using mind-altering drugs to create the structure, to create their, 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 their so-called constitution, if you want to look at it, look at it at there, uh, look at it that way. They've created a whole culture and society based off of seeking after these seducing spirits, prof- promising them what? Promising them what? You see? So how is so you see how we're still talking about techno sorcery? It's just the other side. Well, uh, something else that's interesting that you because you, when you bring up the whole um, higher echelon of people out there and how this, how this ties in with it. Think about the burning man being the burning man and think about the correlation that that has to the cremation of care and Bohemian Grove. Yes. But that's it. That's it precisely, Laura. You get it precisely because that's exactly what the symbology behind burning man is. Uh, You made a reference to it before the show, but it's, it's the Phoenix symbology of where these people and it's the ultimate satanic it is the ultimate satanic like mm-hmm. declaration. It is. It truly is. These people believe that through their own admission, and this is the crux of tr- transhumanism, that by using technology and science, they can make a completely different version of man. Is that not the same lie that was offered to Adam and Eve by the, by the serpent and the devil or by the devil in the garden? A lot of people ask me because these these high uh, the elite, you know, I mean, they're the the richest people, men and women in the, in the world. And somebody asked me once, well, what could the devil possibly offer somebody who has more money than they know what to do with? And I said, it's the one thing money can't buy, and that is eternal life. And that is exactly what technology is giving these people now. It is giving them the opportunity to download themselves into computers and have the chance to be immortal. Let me play a quick clip for you while we're over here talking about this. Earlier this year, there was a clip from Global News, and I'll put this clip in the description bar below if people are curious. But there was a clip that put out where a mother was, air quotes, reunited with her dead daughter, in a, in a South Korean documentary, they use virtual reality to essentially resurrect this lady's daughter. And I'm sure, you know, it was all for the cameras and stuff like this as well. But you've got to think about saw, that. I actually saw a short film. Um, I follow on YouTube. There's a channel called Dust. And they have all kinds of short um, sci-fi um, Doc, or, you know, films. And the one was a mother who had lost her child when she was about eight years old. And she was uh, in the computers and stuff. And every year on her birthday, she would download the, the, the software to see her daughter. And 
it was her, I believe it was her eighth birthday. Maybe this was based on it. I don't know. It's, it, but it's not the same. It was a, it was an American, it was an American woman, I think. And it was just very strange. And if I can find that clip for you guys, I'll put it in the description area below. But uh, it's on the Dust channel. But think about this, Lori. And this is, uh, I hate to sound like a rude person or like an evil, evil man, but this is just deception. This is evil. This is what a demon would do. This is this is this is how Ouija boards work. This is how seances work. This is how all of that whole spectrum of just like occultic works, because what they're doing is they're presenting to you the image of something that works for you, so you can lower your lower your guard and begin to become deceived. You see, the Bible tells us we are appointed once to die and then judgment. And I think a lot of uh, the familiar spirits, the familiar familiars that that you know demons take, uh, they take form as you know. You're, I'm sorry, but uh, not to sound crass or not to sound cold, but your dead grandmother is not going to come back, and she's not going to be visiting you. Um, once you pass over, you pass over. That's it. Um, we are appointed once to die, and then judgment. And to bring back somebody. Um, like this, or to say that you can is got to, it, it's got to be the most psychological. I mean, look at this woman, look at her right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, how cruel can you be to somebody than to do that? I understand that, you know, you a grieving parent has a loss for a child, but there has to be a line that we draw when it comes to technology and just common courtesy and decency, I think, you know, I, and I this know. Come, no, no. Yeah. I, I know exactly. No, what you're no, talking about. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, we know that. I don't know. And first and first off, I mean, like the, the film that I watched, I mean, this every year on her birthday, the mother would download the program and the child would be a, a year older. So the actually, essentially, the, the, the program was interacting with, with the growth of the child and, you know, things. I wish I could remember the name of it because it was, it was pretty interesting. Well, let me play for you another clip. And we've, we've, we've talked about this guy before, Jordy Rose of, uh, of D-Wave Quantum Computers. Mm -hmm. uh, he, I say recently he came out and said this, it was like two years ago, my mind flies like, doing all this stuff but <laughs> yeah he he briefly talks about summoning and, and elon musk said it as well summoning the demon but jordy jordy rose of D, of quantum d-wave computers comes out and talks about how with ai this isn't your grandma's computer yeah. you know this this well, isn't like know, if, you look, if you look anywhere into quantum computing and i've talked about this many times is that you know if you understand the whole quantum computing, quantum computers, uh, or quantum science, I should say, quantum physics, um, you would understand the difference between an algorithm of a computer like we're using right now and the D-Wave computer. Um, the binary coding that they use is completely and totally different the ones and the zeros that occupy space in this time and in this, this era of this space. Now, when you go to quantum and you go to the quantum side of it, 
they can occupy more than one space. We're always taught in school, matter can't can occupy two places at, or two, the same space at, at different times. Or what is it? Matter can't occupy the same space because it'll destroy itself. But in the quantum world, in the quantum theory, in the quantum physics side of it, and it's not even theory anymore because it's actual factual, these quantum computers are existing in two separate worlds. So the one and the zero is, is in the same spot. It's in the same same time, the same space, the same, the same and you know, spiritual entity. So when you look at that and you see these things, of course, I mean, look what they're doing. HP Lovecraft, that's exactly what I was going to say. They're summoning these entities that HP Lovecraft actually talked about. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> I'll say this and I'll play this clip. I was listening to one of Cyrus Parsons' interviews and he was breaking down like how, how yeah. with Elon Musk's Neuralink and the whole, how all of that would work, the way that he was breaking it down is he just, he got this image in my head of a USB just being hooked up to somebody's brain and then somebody's somebody just basically being pushed out of their body or just like minimal minimized inside of their entire existence. And then like their body being overwritten with like, or their soul being overwritten with AI and the way that he described it, it sounded terrifying. It sounded flat out terrifying. Yeah, but you know what you think about it, EJ, on this level is what if, okay, say let's take that mother of a grieving child, for instance, sometimes the pain can be so overwhelming that that's the only time she's happy. And what have we seen throughout the years in sci-fi movies and programs that depicts AI or they depict the the, um, corrugated reality is, you know, that you put the glasses on and all of a sudden you're happy. Why wouldn't you want that same feeling all the time? Why do why do why do I just have to put the glasses on to have this feeling of euphoria and being close to my child when I could just jack into the computer and have it all the time? I mean, it, it's kind of it kind of it it's kind of inviting to some people, I would think. You know, I'm just I I, I, I know <laughs> I'm supposed to re- respond. I'm just shaking my head, you know, because I, I get this image, you know, of just the anti the anti-God, the anti-human agenda of these people literally trying to like profiteer off of death, like not letting people go, right. not letting people rest in peace, but, but but forever perpetually keeping us in this system where they can just like have our image and have our voice and have like what they think of as our history and just manipulate it for their own ends. And it's just, it's just, it's evil. It's yeah. like, it, it, who would think of some evil stuff like this? You know, Marina Abramovich at the start of this, we played that clip, uh, the director talking about, oh, you get to be with Marina Abramovich forever. It's like, that sounds like hell to me. I hate to, to sound some, like a But joke. to some people, that sounds like heaven to them. No, let me go. Right, you know? yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. But, but here's the thing is with that is, is I do believe that there were, this is just the beginning. Okay, they have some sort of more nefarious, uh, something more along the lines is, you know, everything we see, this virtual reality glasses, these, um, you know, these programs that they're doing. Um, we've got Elon Musk, people like Elon Musk and, and now Bill Gates. And I mean, and even uh, face, even uh, what's his name? Facebook. 
can't even think of Zucker, it. Zuckerberg. Even Zuckerberg. I mean, they're all pushing for this, this virtual reality world. You've got um, uh, games like World of Warcraft, and you've got games like, uh, what is it? New Life or whatever it's called. Um, you know, where we can just slip away and just go into these new realities, these new worlds, and just forget about our problems here on the outside. So I believe that this is a test, just like other things that we're seeing right now. It's a test to see how far will humanity go? How far will we allow it to go? How far will we give our trust and our freedoms over to these virtual realities, basically? And with that note, I'm going to hit... Uh... I'm going to hit play on this clip. This is Jordy Rose of uh, D-Wave Quantum Computers talking about summoning the HP Lovecraftian entities into our world. Let's take a listen. Summoning entities into our world from a parallel universe using technology. Jordy Rose. Up, oh, Continue. I was going to say, Jordy Rose, I mean, he tells us like it is. I'm sorry, but he is one of the people that I, everything he says, I, I actually believe. A lot of people, you know, like you, th you think that, you know, they talk out both sides of their mouth. You know, they're giving you half truths. This guy gives us more truth, I think, than anybody out there. And it comes right from the source. So I'm not sure if you're going to be able, you're going to have to send that to me or not. No, you're, you're right. Uh, Elon Musk, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. One one year he says, "Oh, you know, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can escape AI." Blah 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 blah. And then the next year says, "Oh well, we can't really fight AI. The only way to fight them is to join them." And then when he says this, right. you know, he looks like he just did ten, 10 DMT hits or or like five hits of acid, and he's just all wired and fired up. So yeah, yeah don't trust Elon. Let's listen to what Jordy has to say with these matters cool. he builds what are still the world's only quantum computers that you can buy he builds quantum computers the way that they work if you know this how this works is one of the interpretations is that you tap into these powers of the universe and what is talked about this is elon who uh says things like this like when you do this beware because you think just like the guy in the story, that when you do this, you're going to put that, that, that little guy in a pentagram, and you're going to have your holy water out, and you're going to wave it at the thing, and by God, it's going to do exactly what you say, and not one thing more, but it never works out that way. So uh, this, is an, this is an attitude that some are having, this emerging alarmism about the way this is going to go. But this, these words, demons, doesn't capture the essence of what's happening here. Uh, I don't know if any of you are uh, turn-of-the-century weird fiction fans, but there's this guy named H.P. Lovecraft. He's a very famous American weird fiction author. And he exposed a, a, a view which is called cosmicism. And the essence of cosmicism is cosmic indifference. So he, what he was saying is basically, yes, there are these massively intelligent entities out there, but they're not good, they're not evil. They just don't give a shit about you even in the slightest. The same way that you don't care about an ant is the same way they're not going to care about you. 
And these things that we're summoning into the world now are not demons, they're not evil, but they're more like the Lovecraftian great old ones. There are entities that are not necessarily going to be aligned with what we want. So this transition is really, really massively important for our entire species to navigate. EJ? What's up? Okay, shut the tape off for just a second. EJ? Okay. Um, okay. Do you see where it says screen share on your bottom? Yes. Okay, when you click on that, do you have a box at the bottom that says share audio? It does not. Just, uh... It says share your screen and it should say share audio? Nope. Hmm. Just audio and uh, where the where, where it's coming from, the microphone and stuff like that. Okay, Is it, was it not playing? Yeah, it's very very low. People can't hear it. Okay. Because on mine, it has an option at the very bottom when I say when it do, do go share your screen. It says share audio, and it, you have to check that box. All right. Me... For the sake of time, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and send it over the chat. Okay. Uh, that way, that way we can um, continue on. Sorry about that, team. Yeah. Live time editing, uh, but he was basically <laughs> talking about uh, H.P. Lovecraft, the, these Lovecraftian entities, cosmicism, uh, these beings, cosmic indifference, these beings from other realities that don't really care. About what's going on in our realm. Uh, show you a couple of things. Okay, do you want me to play from the beginning? Let's play from the beginning. Powerful. We built what are still the world's only quantum computers that you can buy. E Wave builds quantum computers. The way that they work, if you know this, how this works, is one of the interpretations is that you tap into these parallel universes. And one of the guys who talks about this is Elon, who uh, says things like this. Like, when you do this, beware. Because you think, just like the guy in the stories, that when you do this, you're going to put that, that, that little guy in a pentagram, and you're going to have your holy water out, and you're going to wave it at the thing, and by God, it's going to do exactly what you say and not one thing more, but it never works out that way. So uh, this, is an, this is an attitude that some are having, this emerging alarmism about the way this is going to go. But this, these words, demons, doesn't capture the essence of what's happening here. Uh, I don't know if any of you are uh, turn-of-the-century weird fiction fans, but there's this guy named H.P. Lovecraft, who's a very famous American weird fiction author. And he exposed a, uh, a view which is called cosmicism. And the essence of cosmicism is cosmic indifference. So he, what he was saying is basically, yes, there are these massively intelligent entities out there, but they're not good, they're not evil. They just don't give a shit about you even in the slightest. The same way that you don't care about an ant is the same way they're not going to care about you. And these things that we're summoning into the world now are not demons. They're not evil, but they're more like the Lovecraftian great old ones. There are entities that are not necessarily going to be aligned 
with what we want. So this transition is really, really massively important for our entire species to navigate. And going back to that thing that Sam Harris was saying, nobody is paying attention. This thing is happening in the background while people bicker about politics and what what's going to be in the healthcare plan in the U.S. And underneath it all is this rising tsunami that, if we're not careful, is going to wipe us all out. Cthulhu. The Deep One. Azoth, Haster, Mother Hydra, Cthulhu, Cthulhu, so it's a, uh, it's playing different, um, different clips. Cthulhu. All right. What I thought is very interesting about that, uh, that clip is that if you if you play a lot of the early um, video games, um, there's one in particular I can't remember what it was. I played it all the time, but a lot of the the the, the demons or a lot of the the enemies that you um, had to go and fight finally, like the the to get to the next level, you know, you you have to go and you have to fight like the the overlord of that level to get to the next. A lot of them were Cthulhu um, demons. You had Hydra, you had the Hatma, you had all of these, these different demons and they were all the same. Looking back on it now, I didn't know it then, but now looking back on it, um, they're all the demons of H.P. Lovecraft and the Cthulhu myth mythos. Well, think about it, Lori. And this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around. Humans are the vector point for some strange reason. It's like these occultists and these Satanists and these technocrats and these Luciferians, they need us in order to open the gateway. They, it's mm -hmm. like, they, it's like they know they themselves cannot open the doorway because they're either corrupt, tainted, unpure, wicked, degenerate, call it however you want. And they need wholesome people, normal, regular human beings. They need us to open up the, the, the doorway somehow. And I thoroughly believe that that's what we're seeing over there at Burning Man uh, and the whole psychedelic revolution to a degree. When you have that whole Silicon Valley creating new drugs, doing the DMT and the ayahuasca, trying to become new psychonauts to reach into new realms and have different conversations with different demons, different entities, whatever you want to call it. I think that's 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 part ways what this is. I mean, we've talked about CERN, we've talked about the Large Agent Collider and things like that as well. But what about when the you human? Think about it, EJ. Normal, rational thinking human beings would not willingly participate in these things. I'm not down for rituals. No. I mean, neither am I. 
But that's what I'm saying. Normal, sensible human beings are not down with this. They would not willingly participate in these antics and these, these rituals. So what they have to do is they have to make them so they look like they're first benign, which, you know, they're not. Or they have to make them for, you know, the innocence, which is kids and video games. Did you see last, uh, it was last year or the start of this year, the Walmart began to sell a children's book to teach them how to summon yes. de demons? Yes, I did cover that on, a, on one of my, my shows. Absolutely. And I, I actually went on and I showed people, look at it. I mean, this is, it's a real book. It's um, available on Amazon. Um, and it, it's the old book of, of what's it, the book of demons or what's it called? Um, it's like the children's, the children's, I, I don't know if this is it, but it's like the children's summoning, the children's guide on summoning demons on playful spirits. Or something like that. The children's it's, book. Of, it's hold on a second. I just I, I'll pull it up for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the children's book of demons. So while Lori pulls up the children's book of demons, I just want to say that we have a clip over here on our Instagram TV channel that shows worshippers of the Satanic Temple back in March uh, protesting the Catholic Church during the whole coronavirus outbreak. They 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 took it upon themselves to go out of their way to protest Catholics and priests. So you got Satanists who not only are willing to publicly declare their worship and love for Lucifer and Satan, but they want to go out of their way to potentially spread coronavirus mm -hmm. or intentionally cast that harm and, and, and put out that bad will. So while we're, while it may seem simple, a children's book to summoning demons, but where does that evolve to? You see, All right. Exactly. You know, mommy, mommy buys this or grandma buys this thinking it's a children's book, thinking that it's a, an innocent, benign children's book. And then pretty soon, you know, they they decide that, well, you know what? Um, well, maybe I'm interested in, in buying the Satanic Bible. Maybe I'm interested in, you know, doing this. And it leads you down a path that's that's not the, the, the light path. It leads you down to the dark path, leads you down to the, the, the path of the left. But think about this, Laura, to, to just jump back to uh, Jordy Rose, the technological aspect, because we could spend we have spent yeah. probably years talking about the the gradual increase of Satanism. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a Hail Satan documentary over there on Hulu. Good Lord. We're talking about children's books being offered to to, you know, to children about Satan after school Satan. We've spent a, an, 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 an unnatural amount of time. Uh, looking at the the black awakening, as Russ Dizar calls it, the satanic awake or the satanic infiltration that's taking place. But Jordy Rose was talking about how technology is being used as another component to access other realms. So we're already aware that there's a spiritual component, that there are spirits that can come through, that somehow humans are the vector point. But what are we doing? And I, I just want to get your thoughts on this before we continue. But what are we doing using technology and AI? Who's to say that when we put on these goggles or whenever we get on uh, to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, any of these types of things, that we're not already being programmed by whatever is in the ether space, so to speak. Exactly. And we've talked about this um, actually on, on previous episodes of our Techno Sorcery series. And we've talked about how Satan is the god of the air, the A-E-R and the A-I-R, and how um, these portals that we open up through Wi-Fi, uh, through the internet, 
I mean, there are phones, there are TVs, there are computer, pro, you know, computer screens. All of these yeah. things are portals to bring these things through. And the eyes and the ears are, are what lets it into us. Desensitization is not, is something that we see every single day. It's the incrementalism, you know, the, the perpetual uh, frog in the, in the pot kind of thing. You know, it, yes. starts with the, it starts with the kids. It starts, you know, um, with, uh, you know, desensitizing the kids to it. I mean, think of, let's, let's kind of think of this way. Think of all of the mass murders that we know throughout the years. And you think of the psychological profiling that goes into catching these people or to even, even the psychological the, um, profiling that goes into creating a biography for these people, that what does it start out with? It starts out with children. Is a child being uh, through, through some sort of trauma or a child starting with, you know, the small animals and working its way up. It always starts small and it seems to always start with the children. It always starts out as, as little teeny tiny things that manifest themselves into these, these well, for lack of a better words, just uh, Cthulhu's. Well, you know, I, uh, this weekend I was watching that TV show on, uh, on the History Channel, Intervention. And I was just watching basically this like this 19 year old or 20 year old girl basically get like addicted to heroin. And it was the craziest thing. And so I say that because we went into this weekend. There was an article that surfaced. You might have saw it. But child sexual abuse cases, child sexual abuse numbers have gone up during this lockdown. So what that's telling me is that not only are people sick in the head and somehow somehow perverted and degenerate. But this type of psychosis that lock, that the lockdowns have 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 created, it's enabling this behavior. So what I'm trying to say is, we are a sick and degenerate and wicked society right now. We're very very perverted, and that is a sad truth. When you've got hypersexualized uh, children, uh, perverted uh, uh, perverted TV shows, politics where they say a man's a woman, a woman's a man. When you have all this inversion, this deception, this manipulation, this confusion, what is this doing? What is this doing but destroy, but destroying and corrupting the soul? That's why I, I, I don't want to. I, I know people say sometimes we sound like Bible thumpers, but the truth will set you free. People are lying and deceived by all the deception that's out there. They're manipulated. Their souls are their souls are broken. Their minds shattered. It's 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 sad. On so many levels, it's sad. And so when we get up here to talk about this type of stuff, we don't we don't we don't have enjoyment talking about the gradual. De- uh, degradation of society mm-hmm. and how humanity is just reaching this wicked and degenerate point. We're trying to point these things out and say, Hey, why are we enabling this behavior? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why are like, Lori, I hate, I, I got to do it. I'm going to have a personal moment with you. I unfortunately had to lay my grandfather to rest via zoom. I had a zoom funeral yeah. basically a week ago. We couldn't travel because of the coronavirus. Uh, you know, my grandfather, he was an airman. Uh, he's, he's a great, great soldier, great man, great, great community member, great church member, great father and everything. And as I'm sitting in my office, my home studio, uh, having a Zoom funeral, trying to virtual, and this pertains to everything we're talking about here, ironically enough, trying to virtually transport myself back to mm-hmm. South Carolina. You know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, 
what's wrong with our generation? What's wrong with the world where they don't want to have people at their funeral, where they want to have followers instead? What happens whenever we don't want to have like a connection with God, get connected with our community? We don't want that. We just want to be, you know, able to operate on the social media platform. We don't want kids. You know, we want, uh, we, 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 we want all these fake things. I'm watching my grandfather basically be put to rest as they lay the flag over him. And essentially in my mind, I'm thinking there goes a good man. There goes a whole generation of wholesome decency. Right. Gone. All based on religion, all based on faith, all based on trying to be a good person. Lori, we are not there these days. I'll, I'll give you another personal example. Um, this, this, uh, this Saturday or this, yeah, this Friday or this Saturday, I had to go get the cars on my t- or the tires on my car uh, fixed. So I had my car towed over to one of my local mechanics. And so I took an Uber to the other side of town. It's where I used to live. And whenever I get to my, my buddy's mechanic shop, I hate to sound like a, I'm a, a, a Puritan or a Christian or some self-righteous jerk or any of this type of stuff. You know, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm seeing strippers on the street. I'm seeing uh, prostitutes on the streets. I'm seeing cross-dressers on the streets. I'm seeing junkies on the streets. I'm just trying to pick up my car trying to have my Uber driver drop me off. But as I'm trying to just get my car, I'm already seeing the perversion take place. These are things that you would think that happens at night, but it's happening at the in broad daylight. And so as I get my car, trying to drive back to my side of town, uh, I look over there to the right. What do I see? A, a, a bus station. What's on the bus station? A poster of two men saying, hey, make sure you get your HIV protect, prevention test kits. So what I'm trying to exam- what I'm trying to explain by just going through a smattering of degeneracy and wickedness is this is the culture that we're in. So when we start talking about like Satanism, Luciferianism, atheism, degeneracy, just like the apathy, you know, just just how humanity is going towards the crapper real fast, it's not a joke. We're trying to uphold some level of decency and standards in very very dark times. But unfortunately, we learned this last year, you have, ex- ex- uh, you have accelerationists and extinctionists who just w- extremists who just want to hurry up and get there. They don't want decency. They don't want wholesome. They don't want good. They want the devil. They want the power. They want the wickedness. They want the control of this earth and this time. And we're seeing what that pursuit of power, not happiness, but what that pursuit of power is, 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 is bringing and it's destruction. Nothing but destruction, wickedness, and, 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 and vile negativity in its wake. And it's something that we can trace back. I and mean, you can pretty much, pretty much tell in, in the timeline of history when this all started taking place. When the, when the destruction of the, the nuclear family started taking place in the late 50s and early 60s. You know, uh, you know it used to be the Ozzy and Harriet's. And I say, that, guys, I've done this before with you guys. It, back in the 50s, it was the Ozzy and Harriet's, you know, uh, mom stayed at home, kids went to school, dad went to work, um, you came home, you had, uh, you know, kids, uh, mom was there when the kids got home, they washed their hands, they got a snack, they did their homework, they had family dinners. I mean, that was the way it was. And then in the 60s and in the 70s, then we started seeing that, the you know, the breakdown of the whole nuclear family. Dad's left, divorce went up, um, abortion, uh, latched key, key kids started coming into play. The schools were were what was essentially raising your children and responsible for them because they had them more hours than the parents did, and we we gradually we see 
the destruction of morality progressively yes. coming to where we are today. And you mentioned about this whole uh, um, coronavirus, you know, the uh, domestic violence numbers are going up. And I can only imagine there are some children out there that school was their only peace. That yeah. was the only time they were safe. And now here we are locked, whatever goes behind, behind, uh, on behind closed doors, I can only just sit here and, and imagine and just want to weep because, yeah. I, yes, we are, we are, now I can't even, I was going to say yes, that we were protecting ourselves from this virus, but I can't even go that far because I'm not even sure, you know, I said something to you before we went live and that was the one thing I'm, the only thing I'm sure about when it comes to this virus is that I don't know about anything. I, I honestly, the more I learn, the more I'm just throwing my hands up going, I don't know. You know, yeah. well, it, it, this, this is intentionally tricky and you know, the, the infra, I keep telling people we're dealing with a virus, we're dealing with a social contagion, and we're also dealing with geopolitics at the same time. Yeah. And that's why it's always interchanging. Uh, but just to, just to touch on what you were saying beforehand with the coronavirus, the domestic violence cases, the nuclear family, and so much more. A couple of weeks ago, there was an article that came out over at your newswire. They said that a Soros-funded group said that COVID-19 is the crisis, the crisis of the COVID-19 is the perfect time to abolish the family. And when you go into the actual dot, the, the actual article, it talks about saying how, look at the living conditions that people are in. Is, is, is there any reason why we should have people subjected to this uh, with, with, with the domestic violence cases, living in these types of urban centers mm -hmm. and so on? And they think it's a perfect reason to break down the human family. So what you've got to look at is, is who's saying these anti-human things? Who's promoting this ideology? Who's using philosophy to usurp natural law, you see? And that's I, I guess I just can't help but think of the very, the very basic of that, of deception being used as the constant tool to, to, to invert everything, to deceive us, to trick us. It, 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 it just trips me out. Uh, but just to, just to jump back on, the, the techno sorcery aspect of it, because I really feel like people need to get this. This is what we're up against, Lori. Like, whatever I tried to talk about the Schumann resonance and global mm -hmm. meditation and trying to put out information to battle, battle AI, USA Today wrote an article about it like a couple weeks ago, basically confirming everything other than Bill Gates predicting this variation of the COVID 19. So what I'm saying is we, we're, we're able to influence things in such a degree, but because we've been so disenfranchised from our power, uh, not aware of our influence, we believe we, we go along with a lot of things. We don't really know how to buck back. That's what this whole show is. That's what our whole platforms are. That's what our whole like existence in this whole spectrum is, is to resist, is to show people that there is more than what they're offering, more the, more to the world than what they're portraying. But the problem is, and this is this is where techno sorcery comes in. The problem is, is that it's singing that same old siren song. It's casting a spell. It's lulling us to sleep. It's telling us to hashtag stay at home. Right. Hashtag shelter in place. Hashtag exactly. we're all in this together. Right. Exactly. And, you know, you think about it. How far are the people going to let this go before they start pushing back? And to me, 
in my thoughts, in my opinion, this is a test. This is a test to see just how far we are willing to let them push us. Yes. Yes. And I've, I've, I've been saying that uh, I covered it a couple I think I might have covered it either last week or the week before last. It was Secretary of State Mike Pompeo during one of their coronavirus task force briefings talking about how this is a live exercise. Donald Trump catches him and says, wow, that would be great for you. Would have been nice to know, indicating that this is an ongoing live exercise. That's why you're seeing hospitals being erected all over the place. And, and but, but but for three days they're there and then they get a, they don't get a single patient. It's right. all hysteria. It's all for the. It's all for the cameras. It's all for hype. And, and, and for audio listeners, I just pulled up an article from Summit.News. They put this up April six. It says the big three networks are to air a one world global citizen coronavirus b- benefit concert. Now, before we mentioned earlier that they're able to monitor us in a lot of different ways. We're talking about uh, 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 this live exercise angle right now, right? How many people are hashtag staying at home? How many people are themselves enforcing social distance? You may have seen it just last week or this weekend. A lot of police and law enforcement cracking down on 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 on, yes. on churches and Easter yes. things or Easter services because well, religion they said is- that they've just uh, drones are now being brought into the big city so they can monitor from the skies. Well, God, that sounds like a sci-fi movie in itself. It does. And it does. Uh, using our GPS to ping our phone. To, to, I mean, I don't know if people understand when you pull up your phone and if you have live traffic on your phone, you, do anybody, do you know how that works? Uh, it's either, it's either they use your, 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 your service, like uh, you know, like 4G, LTE, all that different type well, of stuff. They either use that or they track oh, you off of like GPS. Like right. there's well, a how live, how live traffic works on your phone is that, it takes the um, it takes the readings from everybody that's on that road or that roadway, and it takes like a generalized reading of like say uh, the cars within this ten mile space, and then it, it averages out the speed of the person. And if it's below a certain uh, certain um, miles per hour, then the the uh, the map changes accordingly. So they're actually using your your own phone for their purpose. And that's that's how that's how live traffic works on your phone. They're doing the same thing when it comes to you being outside. They know exactly how many times you've left your house. And they know exactly where you went. They know how far you went from your house. They know the the uh, the route you took. They know how long you were gone and they know how long you can you how how long you've been in your home. So all monitoring. It, it all is. Tracking. It's all I, I put up on the po- one of the posts on my pages or on the Lori Swan page. I said, I woke I went to bed one night and I woke up in 1984. Yep. Overnight. O- overnight we it, it got dark. Overnight 2020 became 1984. It did. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and now how far are we going to allow it to progress? That's on us. Yes. This is all on us. Yes. I, I, I'm 1000%. I 1000% agree. Lori, I said it just this past weekend. I said, 
what did I say? I said on, I said it in the Instagram story. I was like, you know what? I feel like I have an obligation and a duty to use our page, our network and our resources to come up with a petition to put forth what citizens declare forward slash want Mm -hmm. as essential. We should not, we should not leave the declaration as to what is non-essential and what is essential to government authorities. If that's the case, alcohol is more essential than school. I wanted to come together, come up with an actual petition Mm -hmm. that people can take for their own city, their own state, use it wherever they are and put forth that talking point. We don't, we shouldn't even care if it gets shot down. We know that it will. But the fact is, is that we're opening up that discussion to where civilians get to talk about what's, what's essential to them. There's no discussion of that happening. I mean, this is something I'm going to be talking about later on uh, or or, or next or or, or tomorrow, but change.org had a petition with over 129,000 signatures calling on parliament to debate Bill Gates on their whole microchipping proposal and it got deleted so the the thing is is we need to be able to replicate that whatever that petition is let that one get destroyed there's no other copies but if everybody begins to put forth different petitions asking for different things to be declared as essential we can put that narrative out there but that's the problem it's on us we can't sit up over here and expect government officials to give us what we want those scumbags will not give over their power we've got to call them out let them know that they're being authoritarian, put them on notice and say that we are the people, citizens, we the people have the power. We line your pockets, not China, not in any of these other foreign places. This is the petition. These are our demands. If you do not want them, we will get another petition and depose you. The problem is, is people have been put into a position of disadvantage and slavery. And that's why I'm getting legitimately frustrated every time we talk about these coronavirus lockdowns. It's because people are going along with it. It's the submission, the sur- the, 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 uh, the subservience. Just, you know, just go along with it. it, 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 it no. We, they don't Reagan, Ronald Reagan works. said that the, the nine scariest, the nine most terrifying words of the English language is I'm here from the government and I'm here. I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. <laughs> I mean, that's a funny joke. No, but seriously, I, I mean, I don't think that man ever said, you know, anything. Well, besides, you know, a, a space force or space, uh, whatever to, to bring us together. But here's another thing to contemplate guys at no other time in history has healthy people ever been quarantined. When have you ever known healthy people to be quarantined? Quarantine is for the sick. Yeah. What's happening to us is tyranny. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We're, we're, this is this this is tyranny. Quarantine is where you take care of the sick people, and then you know we go about our business. Tyranny is where you just quarantine everybody, and then you sort out your dissenters. And That's what are they doing? Us. And what are they doing for sick people? Half these people who are saying they're sick or whatever. First off, they're they're recuperating at home. They're not even in the hospital. Second of all, they're not even getting tested. And the people that are getting tested, you know, it takes so long for the test to come back. They're not. It's they're not even testing for the COVID nineteen virus. They're testing for a coronavirus in a generic coronavirus, which we all have. We've all had the cold. We've all had the flu. We all, all ha- we're all going to test po- positive for Corona, every single one of us. So how is that going to make us any, any, any better? This is no different. I mean, in my opinion, this is no different than uh, the normal flu. Do you guys remember when you were young? Okay. Your mom, Jimmy down the street, he had chicken pox. And what did your mom do? She arranged a play date for you and Jimmy. Why? Because they wanted to, quote, unquote, get it over with. It's called a herd immunity, and it works for a reason. It's natural. Lori, Lori, for the past 
basically since Feb, I don't know, since my birthday back in January, we have at least uh, 16 different proactive posts that we've been putting on our episodes every single episode to tell people from boosting their their immune system with vitamin C, iodine, zinc, magnesium. We mm-hmm. even have posts on hydro- hydroxychloroquine. Uh, we have all kinds of different stuff in research, stuff that we put out there for the audience to give them the information they need to, to, to boost their immune system. The problem is, is back to that techno sorcery, back to the programming, back to the social distancing, the stay at home. They're not being told they have solutions. They're, t- they're being told that their only solution is to wait for Bill Gates, Johnson and Johnson, uh, 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 Gilead and all these other pharmaceutical companies to come up with the vaccine. They're not being told that this, the true thing to do right now is not to, not to, not to worry, not to stress, not to fear, but to get prepared. You're going to catch the virus for sure, but are you going to be able to get over the virus? That's the bigger thing. But because we're not, think, we're not in that mindset of, of of being proactive, of facing adversity, of problem solving, of getting over the hump, we're just hoping that it goes away. Well, that's 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 a whole different approach. You see, and so when when you stoke people with so much fear for extended periods of time, all they're going to do is be compliant. Yes. And fear, I guess. Fear-based mind control. Fear is a is a motivator. It truly is, because you know, uh, unfortunately, we've created a society that is cowardly. Th- I was trying to think of thank you. I was trying to. I, I was not trying to use the p word, but um, <laughs> pussified. We we are a coward. Oh. We are a cowardly society. A yes, bunch of chickens, yeah. chicken neck cowards who are okay yes. with being pussies. It's not fun. Yes, exactly. And that, and that is that. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely the truth. You know, we have just been, you know, down to the point where people like us who speak our minds and speak the truth and bring this information out to you, we are the problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I and I worry about that. I worry yeah. that. It's not going to be Fedbook or Instagram or YouTube or Twitter that gets me. It's going to be somebody that comes along the page and, and legitimately gets triggered by seeing yes. what we've done. It's not going to be yeah. like the people I'm worried about. It's going to be the very people I help that are going to say, oh, my God, this I found this page. I found this podcast and this this random black guy. He's just saying stuff that scares the hell out of me. Uh, 2319, please quarantine him. Send him to the FEMA camps. Fear porn. Right. Well, and, you know, and the Bible tells us in the end days, brother will turn against brother into the death. Well, you, you, and I'm so glad we're talking about this because I've been bringing it up with my exclusive members and I've been trying to bring it forth to the public audience. We are in the days of deceivers murdering believers. Yeah. The, the people who have been deceived, given over to a spirit of delusion, who are who are, yeah. who are anticipating the image of the beast, who want to be led by the devil. You're gonna. We are. We are. We're. We're in the beginning days of deceivers, people who have willingly given their spirit over, thinking that murdering believers is a good thing. Believers in Christ, believers in God. You have people who will be given over, thinking that they are doing a good thing by killing people who are preaching the gospel, who are trying to speak the truth. You see, and that's the problem. Look at these virtue signaling people of today. Look at these people who are calling up. Uh, calling the cops on people because they're violating air quotes, quarantine orders. You see, look at the snitch culture that's, that's, that's brewing based off of deception. 
If you don't think this is uh, an issue, where is it going to be 10, 20 years from now? Oh, those Christians, look at them violating stay-at-home orders. They should just worship God uh, alone. Heck, they shouldn't worship God at all because it terrifies them. You see how it's a hopeless and a fearless, fearful world. Not fearless, but fearful. And that's what God teaches you. That's what the Bible teaches you, that we are appointed a time to live and a time to die. And we're not given a spirit of fear, bruh. We're given a spirit of courage. And that's what this is. A lot of people want us to, Lori, see, you got me talking. I talked about this with the dude that came and towed the car. We we had this conversation about how people are are scared because they think this, they want want this life. They're stuck in mortality. they're, They're stuck in a finite existence. That's why they hoarded all the toilet paper. When you read the Bible, when you get a deeper understanding of the spiritual context of humanity, how long earth has been here, you understand eternity, you understand immortality, you're appreciative of the time that you were given here on this earth. See, that's not being promoted. That respect, that gratuity, that blessing, that understanding. Fear is being promoted out there. Fearfulness, not fearlessness. People who believe in Christ, they have a spirit saying, you know what? I realize we were appointed a time to die. I'm uh, my faith is bigger than my flesh. They don't want that. Uh uh uh. Statism. It's the jackboots. Statism is the most uh, the most dangerous religion. People who believe that the state is God, that government is God, that that is the most dangerous religion. Exactly what's going on in in China right now. I stood up. Uh, sorry, Lori. I don't mean to rant and take this over, but I'm saying I I stood up for the Christians in China. When they were having their churches to- torn down, I stood up for the Chinese whenever uh, they were having communist people come in, officials monitoring their churches, rewriting their Ten Commandments, replacing them with Xi Jinping quotes, uh, rewriting the Bible, ripping up gravestones, destroying graveyards. This was going on in China. And now it's here to where government is more important than God. And that's all the more reason why we should be supporting our Christian brothers and sisters having fellowship, whether it be at Easter, whether it be at a drive-through service, it does not matter. Religion is the highest form of revolution. And if we let people within the government, within the state, think that they can control our spiritual relationship with God, they've got another thing coming to them. But if we don't realize there is another component to us to humanity that is divine, well, guess what? We're going to let these jackboots, these scumbags, these wicked degenerate snakes in suits, they're going to trample all over your spiritual connection with God and piss all over your relationship. And that's that's disgusting. That's disrespectful. And we shouldn't let that happen. So, Well, James Warburg, um, there's a, a quote by James Warburg, and he said, we shall have a world government, whether you like it or not, by conquest or consent. I'm going to get I'm going to get conquered, Lori. They're going to have to kill me. Yeah. You know that, right? Well, yeah, oh, me too. James and James Warburg. I mean, he pretty much knew his father was Paul Warburg, Warburg who was um, at the secret meeting on Jekyll Island. Um, and he was one of the people, one of the men that was responsible for the creation of the Federal Reserve. So, I mean, he he pretty much he he's uh, one of the, the guys in the know, um, you know, so he knows. I mean, we're going to have it, you know, whether it's by consent, consent or conquest. Um, uh, and right now guys, we're consenting. Yes. We're consenting. I literally almost took off this week because, because I, I think I'm having a, I'm having a real hard time just going along 
with quarantine, with the nation just kind of cowardly accepting all this, people getting into the snitch culture, oh, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down to barter and trade. I've learned I'm I'm learning how to do that. I've got chickens, so I'm producing a lot of eggs and we're doing vegetables. That's cool. Nice. But other than that, you know, I'm not I'm not down to get into this lockdown mindset. Right. I almost had to take a week off because I'm getting I'm getting as you can tell progressively more and more angry. Mm-hmm. as this as this goes along mm-hmm. because because we're not seeing pushback locally mm-hmm. from this from the movements from politics i'm like losing my mind because the same way that we're breaking this down looking at it you know the way we look at every other issue that we've come into contact up until now i'm not seeing an organized uh response and or you organized here in illinois uh, a woman called the police on her neighbor who was, excuse me. No, I don't think it was Illinois. It was uh, it was a friend of mine on Facebook. I, can't, I don't know what state she was in. I can't remember. I can find it though. Um, but she took a video. Her, her boy, her husband was outside doing yard work in their own yard. Nobody else was around them. It was one person in the yard and he had the police called on him because he was not inside. God. So even if you do push back, even if you try to take control of some sort of normalcy in your life, you're you're getting shot down by wherever, you know, whether it's 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 shaming you on social media um, in a group that I, we talked about this before when I'm there in a group that I have that I'm in. Um, it's not the actual town that I live in, but it's, it's the next town over. It's a mile from my home. A woman posted up that. Um, you know, they, they were essentially, it's like one or two every day snitching. Oh, did you guys know that Starbucks is open? The Starbucks isn't necessary. The Starbucks isn't essential. Um, another one is saying that a drive-through car wash was open or a hand, hand-washed car, car wash was open. And then I, and I finally, I jumped out and I said, do you realize that basically what you're doing is like what they did in the third break? You're snitching on people. You are giving the mentality. When we grew up, we always heard snitches get stitches. Yeah, bro. Uh, it's, it's a bad thing. Stop, stop tattling on your brother. Now it's becoming acceptable. They want you to tattle on people. If you see, if you hear, say something, say something. You know, I mean, they're like they're rewarding you, rewarding you for what? You know, it's it's just this whole thing is. I I, I don't even know other one other word for it other than it's so surreal, EJ. It is. It legitimately is. You know, I, I, I mean, politically speaking, we're talking about the establishment of the social credit score system and things like that. Oh, uh, how about the the uh, you can't travel if you have unless you have vaccine papers? Yeah, your travel papers. Totally like this is Nazi right. Germany or something. Totally third right. I mean, you know, what are we going to have a big a big uh, V on our shirts? You know that we that we travel around just like you know they did for the Jews that had the 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 the, the star. I mean. For those of you that did not learn from history, you are doomed to repeat it. Oh, I'm I'm for sure telling people, hey, how do you guys like your trial version of communism? You yes. like is this like mm, you like that taste that that taste of communism? Right. And thankfully, some people within our within our circles are talking about uh, COVID stands for the Certificate of Vaccine uh, Vaccine Identity. They're trying to use it. You know, to explain that this whole plan is designed to try to get people to get digital vaccine inserts. And And so, and and here we go again with the by consent or by conquest. 
these people are going to demand it. They are going to demand this because they're going to want to come out of their homes. Well, if we can't come out of our homes without it, we'll take it. But see, this is and this ties back to what you're talking about beforehand uh, with the, with the snitch culture that's that's brewing here. You see, what's going to happen is you're going to have a social aspect to it, too, to where it's like, I've got my shots. I've got my shots. I'm doing my part. I got yeah, shot as well. I'm doing my part, right. They're, they're going sh- well, to shun and so chastise people. Back in, was it back in World War One or World War Two, where the women were like, I'm doing my part. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping up. I'm going to work. You know, everybody wants to be a part of the solution. But in fact, in reality, they're just contributing to the problem. Yes. And I feel like that's the problem is we're not seeing how what's happening to us. This is said by Aldous Huxley. And I remember reporting on it. I think it might've been like 1960. What's happening right now is we're beginning to love our servitude. This is put forth by one of the authors of the brave new world. The idea is to get people to love their servitude using a mixture of barbiturates, pharmaceuticals, and other uh, drugs. The idea syndrome precisely the idea is to get people to love their servitude and so when you have people getting into like oh i'm i'm helping fight the virus by shutting down these establishments well listen you jabroni you don't understand what you're doing you might think you're helping out one thing but you're shutting down this family's livelihood you're killing that family over there you're preventing little billy from going to college if he decides to all because you think you're doing your part and this is the problem with the misinformation that's going on and how you have people cozying up to dictators and governors and authoritarians saying, oh, I'm helping by reporting on people. You're not. You're making things worse. You're scaring people. I'm not sure if you saw that video last week or the other week. I call it Quarantine Karen. But it was a lady that stopped two kids that, that are driving down the middle of the street. I tried finding that the other night. I wanted to play it on one of my, sh- one of my shows and I could not find it. I'll, I'll, I gotta get it. I'll get it up. I will get up quarantine Karen just so I can talk smack about her. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is, I, we, I, I tried to bring this up a couple, I don't know, a few shows ago when I was telling you guys about this woman. These two kids are in the car, they're driving, they're minding their own business, and this woman's screaming at them outside of the car, telling them how horrible they were. They needed to go back home. It was just, it was horrible. But, but, and that's what it is it's that entitlement feeling. This right. woman didn't, this lady didn't go to the, she didn't join the police academy. She didn't sign up to be FBI. She didn't do CIA. She's not NSA, DHS. She's none of that. This is just some random lady side of the street that thought it was a great idea to, 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 to take on that new authoritarian role. I kind of made a tongue in cheek uh, joke about it this week with the episode. I called it authoritarian anointments because that's what Corona means, right? It means the crown. These people have been anointed with the disease of authoritarianism to where they feel obligated to go out of their way to extend the, 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 the courtesy of the governors, the courtesy of the authoritarians. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you're endangering others. Oh, if snitches get rewards, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Somebody in the chat room, Bindi, um, hey, Bindi, um, she's in my Discord. She says that they get uh, paid to snitch in Australia. Really? (laughs) You see, again, I just can't help but think of the social credit score system. You know, that's, that's exactly what happened in China. And for people who are unfamiliar as to what that is, it's a mad. I have a low social credit score. I'm sure that's cool. (laughs) 
I think mine's probably non-existent. We're right I'm going to be one of the first ones. Uh, oh, hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, hey, buddy. And in China, they've already blocked. I think it's somewhere around 11 million flights. Uh, 11 million flights, uh, train rides. Um, people, people, they stop people from getting houses, getting education, getting loans, getting cell phones, all kinds of different things like that because they had low social credit scores. Fast forward that to where we're at now. Who's to say that this type of behavior isn't being monitored by people trying to do the very same thing here in America? Exactly. You want me to play this? Yes. <laughs> Karen. No, your ass yeah. is grass. Right. Did you understand? Right. And if I'm you, done with this shit. So, tell me who you're looking for those cops. All right, I will. I'll be looking at those cops. be sheltered in place. Go ahead. Put me on social media. You're a little pup. Seriously? Seriously, I called the cops. I can't. Wow, okay. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> oh, I called the cops. She's not six feet away screaming in that guy's window. Oh, but see, you haven't been anointed like her, Lori. Oh, that's true. I haven't been. Yeah, you haven't been given the crown. That's how it works. Insanity. Like I said, I don't know when. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that. I went to bed one night and woke up in 1984. This is like Minority Report meets freaking, I I don't even know. Yeah. I just, it's it's crazy. I put up a post uh, on, on the page that says, we're living in two Stephen King novels right now, The Dead Zone and The Stand. If clowns show up, I'm done. Oh, oh man. I, 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 wish, I wish I had a joke about uh, the clowns and politics, but. I don't even swear you said that because <laughs> Somebody put a comment. They said they already did Trump and Trudeau. <laughs> Are we talking about the ones in the black suits or the clown suits with the shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I, I don't even. Let me ask you a question, EJ. Where do you see this? How do you. Hmm, okay. Do you see an end to this? I see yes and no. I see a fight. Uh, I see a fight for us in the future. And these these people obviously have a plan and they have a trajectory. The problem is is we're too busy reacting instead of planning. I see that they're. I see that they have an end goal. They're saying eighteen months. I feel like we can change that trajectory by doing the petition, organized civil disobedience, exposing more of the virus. Uh, lie the virus myth so to speak and as well as reining in some of these governors and authoritarians it's happening around the entire world but i feel like because we're not seeing a a, a, a pushback we're seeing a blitzkrieg this is happening so fast people aren't being able to, to to they don't know what to do they don't know how to think because we're not seeing a pushback we're having to go along with it but i believe we will see a pushback over time we're having this discussion now they have a plan but so do us so do we, and we're working on it. So yes, there's an end. It's just going to be hard trying to get there, man. Yeah, I I don't see. I don't know. I it's just I see the deterioration. I see every day it's it's getting worse and worse. I don't really see. Um, maybe medically it's getting better, but economically and politically, I don't. I see it deteriorating more every day. I actually I'm going to be doing a show tonight at eight o'clock here on. on uh, Global Watchmen, and I'm going to be talking um, with uh, bringing Dave on and bringing on somebody who can give me and give us a firsthand um, uh, firsthand 
conversation talking about the food chain here in the United States and how it's broken. I mean, we have been home now, this is our our fourth week. And it's not, it's not that we're self quarantining because we are considered essential um, having the trucking business. It's that there's no work. Yeah. I'm I'm actually very glad you're bringing this up because I've been talking about this with our audience uh, basically since this happened. We've been talking about the global supply chain being interrupted. People don't want to hear about it because it yeah. makes them very scared. But, you know, yeah. we're going to talk about it tonight because it needs to be said. And people, I think, um, I, don't, I don't know because, I, well, he went to the grocery store yesterday. He said that, you know, there is toilet paper now and, you know, there is uh, there's milk back up in the shelf. You know, it looks like the people are are um, are not hoarding as much. That means the people are getting complacent. Mm-hmm. That means that people are getting uh, comfortable in what is happening and they are using and dwindling their supplies and not replenishing them. We'll see and I do believe that they are slowly uh, tightening the noose around our neck to where it's- we are going to be complacent. We are not going to think about what's going to come and boom, they're going to completely shut down. Remember, guys, those who control the food have all the power. It's it's definitely reactive. And I feel like that's why every day is like a different test. And that's why we have to like, re- we, yeah. I, I don't want to say like rebel, but we have to protest and expose it every single day because each day they're, they're like you said, they're tightening the noose. If we expose that the noose is happening, expose the tightening, I feel like we can put it off. I mean, it's not going to, it's, it's, it's not going to stop entirely. They're going to keep pushing. That's why gun control bills and things like this are still passing, but we've just got to be aware of like what's happening because you're right. Mm-hmm. So much is happening right now that it, it it does kind of it, it, it forces people to be complacent. It does. You got to think, Lori. Like this is this is what we've been doing for years. You longer than me. Our minds are like configured to handle this. But the average day American who's just going about their business, you know, they just they just hashtag want to stay at home. Hashtag we're all in this together. They have no idea about like what's actually happening. Uh, and, and, so- and again, I mean, it goes back to uh, it goes back to those those eight eight. Uh, Oh, there's nine nine words, uh, terrifying words that you'll hear. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, because no. we so want to believe that our government is here to help us, and they're not. We are useless eaters. We are the bottom of the of the totem pole. I mean, we are. You know, there. If you look at the Georgia Guidestones, the first one says to keep population in a perpetual, manageable 500 million people. You do the math, guys. You and I, we're we're expendable. We're disposable, completely and utterly disposable. And this is why all I can do is promote to people to build your own immune system, uh, get get storable goods. We've got at least twelve weeks supply good, uh, a twelve week supply of uh, storable goods over here. Obviously, we need more. Uh, We've got we've got food that we're growing. We've got eggs. We've got an abundance of those. Like I said before, we're getting connected with our farmers market. Uh, My idea is to get like a rainwater collector over here. You've got to start thinking about these things. You know, there is no, there is no, we, we no longer have the luxury of laziness that we thought right. we had. Right. Yeah. We don't have that luxury of getting up and going out to our grocery store. We don't have that luxury. I mean, I, I literally, I got up this morning and I was late coming downstairs, coming downstairs, just coming downstairs. I mean, you know, I don't even know what day it is anymore. I did a show two weeks ago. I told everybody it was Thursday. It was Friday. Dave texts me. He's like, honey, it's Friday. Oh my God. I don't even know what day it is. And see, that's, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Every 
I've worked. Uh, I admit, uh, I've been working out every day for the past three years. Yes, that's why I should not be getting sick. I have an impeccable immune system. I love my body, love my life. I just got done hiking in like 30 degree weather. If people want, they can see it on my Instagram story. I, I love your hikes. Yeah, well, me too. Well, um, but I, I got, I got a bike this weekend. You know, I've been biking all over the city. I'm in the, I'm in the foothills every, uh, every day. I try to make sure that even if it's a small act of what I would consider rebellion, it's, 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 it's so that it, people see that, so that they know that look, whatever the hell's going on, you're still going to have someone like me trying to talk to you and show you like normal human things that are going on. Yes, I am terrified by these things, but I will not let fear inhibit me from living. Yes, t- lug- yes, time is a luxury. Do we know how to seize it? I mean, it's it's we could go on and on and on about it, but Lori, I just I just I want to leave the audience with this. You know, I did not think that getting a healthy routine was important. I'm now addicted to fish oil and magnesium. Uh, I love iodine, silver. I'm a, I have all my I have all kinds of pharmaceuticals, not pharmaceuticals, nutraceuticals. Uh, vitamins, supplements. I'm working out three times a day. So I guess when I look at the virus, I'm not necessarily worried about being hurt. You know, I'm, I'm worried about the social aspect of it. You see, it's when I see all these things happen, I see that people aren't secure, not only in themselves, but in their faith, in their body, in their choices, in their mind. And that's, what's very dangerous to see. That's what, that's what I'm trying to do. When I go out there into the wilderness, when you see me posting, when I'm at the river, in the mountains, you know, in the, in the, in, in the canyons, it doesn't matter. It's to inspire courage, inspire hope, let you know that yes, they're saying one thing, but you have a choice every single day. You have a choice to do something bigger and better than you did yesterday. You can abide by what these people are saying, or you can learn to govern yourself, practice self-discipline, practice emotional control, practice uh, self-mastery. Don't let these people tell you who you are and what you can do. That's the problem. People don't. Oh, my God. People don't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I get, oh, Lord. Let me tell you, I got frustrated because I'm like, look at the state of truth seeking right now. People don't want to go out and look for truths. I can't blame the public. We're bra- They're brain dead. Research, truth seeking, discernment and filtration of information is a very real skill that's been taken from us in these days of censoring and misinformation and fake news. But now because you have a dumbed down, brainwashed mass of people who don't know how to think for themselves, don't know how to filter out their own emotions, can't calm their own selves down. (laughs) Right. Can't get into the quiet place of the most high. Seek out, you know, seek out a spot in nature, too, to where they get like where they're able to commune with God and so much more because you have people who are so sick and detached from society. This is what we've gotten. So when we're talking about a weakened and broken and destitute uh, population, this is it. This is why we're here is to try to remind people of the, of, of, of the humanity that they've lost, remind people of the divinity that, that, that is within them that they purposely had to take. I shouldn't be playing clips of Satanists protesting. That's ridiculous, but that shows you how far, down the spiritual rat hole we are and why the only place we can go is up from here. I mean, obviously we can go a lot farther. We can, we can get real degenerate, but the goal is to, the goal is to regenerate. The goal is to know God. The goal is to, is to, is to bring heaven here on earth, regardless of how, of how dark it is. That's why we're, we're, we're soldiers. You see, we're supposed to be doing this work so that we can help liberate people. They are binded by sins. They're in chains by, 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 
by depression, by weakness, by all these things. We are meant to lift them up, not join them. And that's why this, this servitude is just, it's just ripping me apart. Oh my God. You know, you're right. And, you know, to get back, one final thought for, for me also, is to get back to the whole uh, techno sorcery is that, you know, we are locked in our homes. For the first time in history, people are working from their homes. So I don't know um, if anybody else has internet problems, but that's the reason why is because there's such an, a, a, a mass amount of people trying to access the internet. Even yes. when even when I come on my stream yard, it tells me um, that um, that there is a um, let's say what does it say? It says a friendly heads up. Platforms like Facebook and YouTube and internet service providers are seeing unprecedented levels of traffic because of COVID nineteen. As a result, they're having more issues than usual. Keep this in mind if you run into any issues over the coming weeks. If you have any questions, you can contact uh, Streamyard. But that—that's the message that comes up as soon as I log on to the to the program that I'm using to live stream this. And so you think about this: there's people locked in our homes, kids are locked in their homes with their parents. What do they do? Well, we're going to be on our phones. We're going to be down. We're going to be watching Netflix. We're going to be watching YouTube. We're going to be, uh, you know, our heads in our phone. And what does this do? Like we said, techno sorcery. It opens up those doorways to lead these entities oh. into our lives. Um, I'm sure if if we were to go down that rabbit hole, I'm sure if we were to pull up this, the uh, the analytics for Pornhub, they'd be through the roof. Yeah, they. Uh, it sounds bad, but they like offered a free month supply See? of like their premium service. Yeah. When this all started, they're like, "Hey, so we know you guys are going to be stuck inside for a while. Why don't you go ahead and something to do? Right? Let's let's you know, and and you know, guys, girls, guys, we all know that uh, this this deprivate or not deprivation, but yeah, this deprivation of physical contact or socialization has a toll on a person, has a toll on their psyche. Oh, Lori. Oh, man. Yes. See, I was talking about this. Um, I talked about this this past week, and I was trying to mention it earlier with the Schumann Resonance talk. The The Heart Math Institute did a study and it basically talks about your your aura, your your etheric field, how far out your energy emittance is from your heart. You're like your electromagnetic field from your heart, how far out that is. I tried to put that in. I tried to juxtapose that your heart emitting a field with the social distancing six feet. Who told us to stay six feet across or six feet away? How far out? How far out does your heart emit this field? I'm not saying six feet. You might be able to emit six feet of energy vibe however you want to look at it if you have like a great day but if you're in a state of fear you're in a state of worry you're in a state right. of pain, your your auric field is going to shrink you're not going to be able to burn you're not going to be able to you know I, for a lack of a better word vibe brighter it's going to shrink because you're scared and so that's six feet social distancing that's not everybody shrinking up being scared not being able to communicate not being able to connect not being able to charge another human being so, so the the psychological aspect of the social distancing is very, very real as well. Really it, there's a spiritual component to it as well. What happens? You come into contact with somebody, or you just hug them. Mm, you get their loving. You get that good fashioned bear hug squeeze. You say, yeah, "Give me some of that loving." But you can't do that because these days you got people trying to call the cops on you for violating social distancing order. You got these quarantine Karens not getting hugged. Uh, 
making sure other people aren't going around getting hugged as well. And yeah. so th- there's, there's a lot of things going on here that, that is, it's terrifying to see. It's terrifying to see people get into this culture. It's terrifying to see people throw away freedoms, throw away the idea of normalcy, all for the sake of, of, of freedom or, or a false sense of security. I think it was Benjamin Franklin that said that those that give up their freedoms in the name of security deserve neither. And that's where we're at right now. It is. And, you know, I don't know. I've been trying to figure it out. Maybe somebody in the chat room or that's going to listen later on or even you, uh, EJ. There was a movie. Uh, it was a sci-fi movie. It was a futuristic movie where um, they nobody touched each other. Um, babies, you could there was no... Um, there was no exchange of, of bodily fluids because it was unsanitary. Um, and I, I can't remember the name of it. I've Logan's tried looking run? it up. No, it wasn't Logan's Run, but it was it was a, a, a it was a futuristic where nobody they did in the underground. There was like underground places where you could go like, like raves and stuff where, you know, you would have sex with people or you would have, you know, the exchange of bodily fluids as they called it. Um, but in the, in the up top world and in the, in the everyday world, you know, people had the stringent, um, you know, no love, no, no um, companionship, no, um, no hugging. Um, and, and it's weird because I just saw uh one of them, I think it was maybe Fauci that said that the future, or I mean, it might even been Gates, that said the future of America is is that we may never shake hands again. See, what kind of, oh God, oh my God. I have yeah. a villain, I have a life, I have a, I don't even know if you call this like a job or a career or whatever, but ever since I started getting into this and I came up against Bill Gates, I've had nothing but a hatred for this man. Yeah. Lori, Lori let me ask you a question. Why do you because we're because people will find out that Anthony Fauci is essentially a Bill Gates puppet. Why do you think why do you think uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates are going around making these authoritarian statements? Clearly, we know that they want to try to get uh, vaccines in us. Why do you think they're saying these things that have such so hopeless, so hopeless things? First off, since when are we taking medical advice from a computer geek? Yeah, you got me there. That's, I mean, seriously, he couldn't even keep his Windows operating system without getting viruses. (laughs) I mean, you know, and we're going to take medical advice from him. No. How can you take medical advice from a person who says that the ultimate way of, of saving our planet is to get the population down to zero? This is the same person that's trying to vaccinate you right now. It doesn't compute. Does not compute. Uh, Judge Dredd. Does this sound familiar? Is that the one? Oh man, I love Judge Dredd. Was that was? Were, did they have? Was that what I was talking about? I don't know. I, I'll try to find the movie. But it, man, it might have been a dream I had. I at this point. At this point, I don't even know what day it is. Whose clothes are these? Where am I? No <laughs> freaking clue anymore. Maybe it was a dream I had. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it was a movie. I'm sure. I'm I sure it was. I movie. hope it was a movie. Good lord. <laughs> no, no, man. But uh, I, I know what you're talking about. It's because it, when you have people that are this, like, I think everybody is kind of in this like hungry for news information yes. frenzy right everybody now. Everybody is scared. They're they're scared because they're making this. I mean, the last thing we want to do is is die from a virus. I mean, people are genuinely scared. You know, and, and this is the problem. 
they're rushing to because again they don't know how to think for themselves they're trusting these authorities this is statism this is scientism this is authoritarian to where it's like look the very same people who have caused the problem are also going to provide you with a fake solution so they can continue to cause more problems and keep having more solutions i talked about this i i try to show like a timeline of even information that we've covered did you know back in october the united nations said that they would also be running out of money is like is so so it's like in october you have wuhan turning on its 5g event 201 the united nations saying that we're going to run out of money and then for the next couple months, what are we what what are we experiencing? Something that gives the United Nations importance, something that gives the World Health Organization importance, uh, something that gives Bill they Gates. Made, who they steps made down. They've made themselves relevant again. Precisely. They provided the problem or they created the problem and then provided the solution. And but people because people don't notice these things because they don't pay attention. I mean, shucks, even at the end of last year, we talked, we, we reported on uh, the vaccine safety forum that took place where you had people coming out saying, Hey, look, vaccines are faulty. People, people aren't trusting them. Our, our, our front line with vaccines is very wobbly. We reported on that. And then lo and behold, fast forward to where we're at now, people want a vaccine. Johnson and Johnson's getting involved. It's a whole new craze to become a, uh, it's a whole new craze for big pharma to get involved in. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm worried because you're going to have social people who have been infected with the coronavirus socially, so to speak, getting behind big pharma's agenda to forcibly inoculate people uh, because they're terrified when the shit, when, when, when the evidence shows that you're going to contract it from the virus even more so, but uh, I'm, I'm ranting. I'm ranting. No, actually, you're, you're right, because this is something that I thought was interesting myself, and I don't think people even, even, I don't know if they even realize it, but what happens when flu season comes along? What happens when we all get, or not we, <laughs> let me rephrase that for that, that sentence. What happens when you all get your flu shots? That's when flu season starts. Do you think, do you think that the, that the virus just goes, hey guys, it's October 1st. Let's go. Come on. No. October 1st is the date that the governments have set up that, quote, air quotes, flu season starts. Okay. And you all get your vaccines. And then, boom, there's your spike in the flu. That that creates flu season. The same thing is going to happen with this coronavirus. We're going to start seeing yes. the numbers going down. Okay. They're going to implement the vaccine. And what do we, and people are going to be going out. Because now they've got the vaccine, they're safe, and they're going to go back to their normal lives. And what's going to happen? Sheer and total, hundreds of thousands of people getting sick at one time and dying. Yep, yep. I don't know if anybody else sees this. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been kind of when I look at the virus. Because again, I'm no immunologist, I'm no virologist, I'm not a biologist. I'm just this random black dude that likes researching this heavy information. I look at this information. It looks like we could potentially be seeing three waves, three surges, the initial wave that we're just now getting over, uh, another potential second wave that would occur during the winter, and then another one that would take place uh, somewhere around the same time next year. And so when you're talking about people getting this this vaccine, well, guess what? We're already getting over this first wave. 
and they're trying to provide the vaccine. People get this vaccine. We go into hibernation. Boom. There comes the second surge of waves. That, that second surge right there to where it's going to create the hysteria, the panic to where people say, see, look, if people would have gotten their vaccines, we could have fixed this earlier. When really it's just the secondary infections taking over that spike goes down. People get their vaccines. And then the third surge comes through, but it's not nearly as lethal. And then they say, oh, because we took all these steps, we, we saved you. It's a very, very long and calculated game. Uh, that we're dealing with here, but Lori, just to just to kind of sh- just to kind of pivot gears, just to shift gears. It's definitely not talking about techno sorcery, uh, the virus, or any of these other things. I see this narrative surfacing, and I'm I'm curious if uh, what your thoughts are on it. But Pope Francis and other people are saying that the coronavirus is nature's response to climate change. You had actors like Idris Elba come out there and say that, oh, uh. Maybe the coronavirus is a natural occurring event that took place because we're not listening to Mother Earth. Huh? What do you think about that? Well, first off, we all know that climate change is bull. Um, There is no climate change. Secondly, if you again go back to Bill Gates, he talked about climate change and he said that the only way we were going to um, put the put the skids on climate change was to what? Bring the CO2 level down to zero, which would be the population down to zero. God created the earth to be self-sustaining yes. and self-healing. Um, do I believe that there is some sort of damage that we do to our planet every day? Absolutely, because I'm seeing the effects that this quarantine is having on the world. Um, we've got dolphins returning uh, into Venice. We've got um, you know deer coming into the city that, I mean, which is going to create a whole different problem. We're not even going to go there. But um, as far as is him saying it's nature's response to climate change, that to me is just them trying to, to further convince people that climate change is real and to further scare people into allowing them to take care of climate change, which again, we know is full. You know, uh, did you know Greta Thunberg actually came down with coronavirus? No way, just, bro. Yeah, just 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 because we're here talking about you know climate change and how you how they have puppets to put out agendas. Fair figure, yeah. yeah. But 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 that's that's definitely something I see happening is, yeah. is them trying to. Okay, the Chinese the, the 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 war with the Chinese narrative didn't pop off the way that we wanted to. How can we try to extend this, but at the same time manipulate the outcome? You're going to have them begin to use this experience to say that human behavior is bad. Look at how clean the air is. Look at the animals returning back to civilization. Look at how bad humans are to the planet. We've got to start cutting down our carbon footprint, lowering our greenhouse gas emissions. We don't want a coronavirus to happen again, do we? But we've got to change our ways. And that still fits the whole Stockholm syndrome, the whole uh, b- battered wife syndrome as well to yeah. where the, the very same people who have victimized us have turned us again into the problem. It's crazy. It is. It is. And again, I'm going to go back to what I said before the show. And I think I said it one time of this is, you know, people are contacting me every day, um, ask me, you know, what are your thoughts on this? What do you, you know, what do you, I don't have any, I, I don't, I don't know. The more I learn, 
the only thing that I know is that I don't know anything about this event. Yeah. It is such a, not only is it such a fluid event that keeps changing from minute to minute, but when you look at the overall picture and I tried to take that step out and I tried to take a look at it, none of it makes sense. It doesn't. It, it, it really doesn't. And, it, and, to me, it's a psychological, it's a psyop. Well, I mean, what happened last week? Just last week, we had to cover the 5G angle. And I'm not saying that there's not a 5G angle. Right. And I said this last week when I covered it, I can't help but think about how they put that information out there for us to, like they, they, yeah, they always put out different things for us to chew on just to get yeah. distracted on. And I'm yeah. not saying that the 5G is not real. and We don't need to pay attention to that. But I can't help but think of how that's not it. It's not the 5G. It's not this. It's not that. 5G would be, it would, that would be too obvious. Yes. To me, that would be too obvious. Well, and I, and I get it. You know, I, I I tried to, I've been trying to explain the Schumann resonance and how humans are electrical beings and how they can manipulate frequency. 5G makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I can't believe that that's the answer to it because again, too obvious. No. And so that's why I know there's more to this. It, it's 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 so complex that it's taken me basically since January, the start of this year, to amass the amount of information that I have. And like you're saying, I still don't know anything. I all I know is I is I get this image of us kind of putting putting like putting putting somebody down or taking care of like somebody that's been injured, and then we're gonna stand up after we get done taking care of our buddy that just got shot, injured, or whatever, and then we're gonna come after. The people that attacked us. I can't help but think about a, 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 an image of getting into a war footing with China. And so even though we have all this stuff going on, I don't know what's going on. I just see that being like the overarching narrative. We're trying to figure out everything else that's taking place, but I definitely see that coming down the barrel. And so while we're trying to figure out, is it 5G? You know, is the virus that lethal? Why are, why are governors doing these things? This narrative that I see forming in the background from climate change to the war drums is, is, is one of the things that are, are two of the things that I see worrying me. Yeah. We could spend all day talking about this, this, this topic because there are so many elements of it. I think it goes back to H.P. Uh, uh, Lovecraft and his demons where um, we saw the Hydra. I mean, there's so many different different the arms on this thing, this, this creature, this entity that we could talk about different things on this all day and still not get to the root of it. Because I really don't think that there's any solid one definitive answer on what's going on. I think this is a multifaceted attack yes. on the human psyche and every aspect of normality that we have right now. Well, Lori, I just, I just, I just want to interject real quick, and I said this last week, and it's even more apparent now. It's why we started this whole show, for we wrestle not against rulers, not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities. Amen. Yes. Who are the powers behind behind Bill Gates and behind Marina Abramovich? Who are who is the energy, the entities? What are the powers and the principalities at play behind these people? And that's why at the end of the day, we know who we're up against. It's everybody else that's been given over this spirit of delusion that we're trying to save. You see. Exactly. No, that is that, exactly. We're, we're, we're doing our best to try to figure it out. Huh? But I mean, we, 
we went all over the place. I think we touched on a lot of things from from Cthulhu summoning the demons using AI, uh, Burning Man, Marina Abravamich, techno sorcery. I think we touched on a lot of things. I just want to say this so we can start closing out. Microsoft actually took down that video that you guys saw me playing. Did they? They did. It had 24,000 dislikes. 24,000 dislikes on YouTube. They decided to take it down. Wow. Yeah. Because the people knew. The same way that when you go to Bill Bill Gates' Instagram, people know what this person is doing is against it, it, it's he should be arrested for crimes against humanity you should not be working with with new age witches or satanists you sh- we should not be doing any of these things they took this clip down because people knew 24,000 people out of how many millions watched it 24,000 said no we don't like this youtube responded they took it down amazing that is amazing So when people tell you that we can't affect change, they're only talking about themselves. Right. There is a change out there and we are doing good. That just means that we have to keep up the fight. It's not going to be easy. Nothing, nothing worth anything is. And these are the times that history talks about. So Lori, I want to say thank you so much for having me on. It is always an honor and a blessing. Oh, no, but the honor is all mine because I, well, guys, we're two hours. I mean, I usually only do an hour show, but we are two hours because when EJ and I get together, we could just go, I, we could do another three hours on just this. So thank you, EJ. But we won't, we won't, we won't do extra hours. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave it short for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, two hours is short for us. So what what is your closing thoughts, EJ? And where can everybody find you? You know, everybody closing, closing thoughts. We are going to make it through this. Uh, and I said this, this morning, I hate to parrot the propaganda, but we're all in this together. I'm not telling you to stay at home, but we will make it through this. You have people who are committed, not only to your freedoms and to your liberties, to your true pursuit of happiness, not power and success. You have people who are true to you and more that want your best interest working diligently to figure this out. All we really ask for is your prayers and your ongoing support and, 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 and help, you know, we're going to get through this. It's just not going to be easy. And we're going to have to fight for every inch that we're given. They're not going to give us anything. That's why we have to take our freedoms. Nothing, nothing is really guaranteed, uh, only the fight. And that's why I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to do this type of work and I'm committed just like I said before, there are other people out there doing more than me that are equally as committed to seeing us get through this with our freedoms and liberties intact. And I know it's it's rough. You don't got to tell me. I'm seeing a lot more stuff than we're reporting on. But we're going to be right there with you as we all go through it. And so where you guys can find me, you can find me over there on Instagram. That's where we operate primarily at freedom underscore faction. Uh, we're also on FedBook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, TuneIn, SoundCloud, MixCloud. Patreon, iTunes, Google Play, we're all over the place. Type in Factions of Freedom. Come follow us. Yeah. I'm going to put the links to to where you can find uh, EJ in the description area below, along with all the links that we used for tonight's episode. Thank you, EJ. Thank you, Lori. It is always a pleasure. Stay safe out there. You guys too as well. 
I'm going to probably postpone tonight's episode uh, because this one did run over until tomorrow night. Um, so join me tomorrow night at eight o'clock and we will have our regular scheduling program. So until next time, you guys all stay, stay healthy, stay safe. God bless. Thanks, EJ. Thank you, Laurie.